Hello again, friends. Thank you for turning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. I've been away for a while. I'm aware. I apologize for such a hiatus. Uh, But, you know, we kind of hit a standstill. Um, Come December, it was a little hard to figure out what to do going forward with the show. I felt the structure of the show... I had been using with my guests and everything have pretty much been the same. Um, And there hasn't or hadn't been, uh, I guess you could say, an upgrade to the structure and to the format to uh, keep the quality up, to keep people listening. And obviously, when you do anything creative, you do it for yourself, um, for whatever creative outlet you want. But you want to be providing value at the same time. That is the whole reason I started the show. So I kind of hit a standstill. And then life happened. Um, You know, I had my meet in December. uh, And then after that, it just, you know, it was one thing after another. And it was hard to get re-inspired. And sometimes that happens. And it takes time to get past that, to learn, and hopefully grow from it. And, well... Uh, by now that you hear this, everybody around the world is essentially in either a partial lockdown or a full lockdown due to the pandemic events that have, you know, really affected us all. And that has given all of us a lot of extra time. For me, I, you know, I don't have a job and I'm locked down at home. And so... It's definitely left me with a lot of time to try to think and hopefully figure out something. And in that time, one of my closest friends that I became friends with through the show, who was a guest on the show, was Miss Amber Dawn out of Edmonton, Canada, who is one of my favorite people and one of my favorite lifters. And so therefore, in talking to her, I realized... That is one of the things I was missing, was I needed another perspective. And as having one host on a show, eh, you know, I'm not that interesting on my own. I tried and it worked for a little bit, but I do feel that it came to a bit of a screeching halt once the novelty of what I did had worn off. So, fast forward to now, I have invited Amber to be an official co-host for the Nerds Who Live podcast. And I'm very excited to have her. She's a very intelligent lifter, an intelligent person. Um, and honestly, just one of the greatest friends that I've been lucky enough to make. And I feel together we'll be able to really expand on the things that we love in this sport and how it transcends to the other parts of our life. And hopefully going forward, we can continue to add more value to the show, to you who listen, and honestly, just, you know, try to provide some positivity in these times, so thank you if you're listening, sorry to keep you waiting, but I promise going forward, I feel it's going to be well worth the wait, 
So that's my little intro. That's my spiel. I'm glad to be back. Now, let's get my official co-host on the line with us. And let's kick it off. All right, guys. Let's do it. Hello, Amber. Thank you for being my new co-host and saving my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for thinking of me and for bringing me on. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be. I, I, we're always a lot of fun. We can literally talk about anything for hours. So whoever, (laughs) whoever listens to this in general needs to have a lot of time on their hands. I think we all have a lot of time on our hands now. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect time to let this out, to release it. Yeah. I mean, kind of, because the fuck else are we going to do? Yeah. Interesting that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I was reading this morning, okay? Yeah, and I I probably will read at some point today, but like, I mean, I feel like there's beginning of the day readers, there's midday readers, and there's before bed readers, so... I don't know if reading in the morning is a good idea for me, though. I was ready to fall asleep. Well, luckily for me, I have to read in little bits at a part, little bits at a time, because I just I can't read for very long, or it just it starts to jumble. So mm-hmm. I just I read like a set, a very short little bit at a time, and then I I just have to stop. Um, and like the book I'm reading now, the chapters aren't like you don't have to read them in linear order. It, okay. It's like it's not a po- it's like not a poetry book per se, but it's like a collection of essays. Mm-hmm. So I can read I read I read just three essays a day, and then that's, that's not bad. No, it's, it's really not. They're only maybe three pages each, so they're very short. I so, just jumped into the book of methods again, so that'll be a fun trip. What is it? Book of methods. Wesley okay. Barbell. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Got it. Nice. Trying to take this time to dive into some more education or finish books that I never finished previously. Because again, we have all this time. So no, we would we'd always say, Oh man, I would love to finish that book, but I don't have the time. Well we we have have no excuse now. (laughs) There's no excuse now. Now literally the only excuse is if you just don't want to. That's the only excuse these days. So, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought for our intro episode, I would like us to expand on what we talked about, kind of on our live, little live thing that we did. Uh, yeah, sure. Because I, it, that, the more that sat with me, mm-hmm. the more I've seen it just through, you know, our social media outlets. Yeah. The more that I've reflected on how true like it is mm-hmm. and and how how it's really its own how it's how it's really its own thing um and i don't know like just since, since you had coined the phrase i've seen more and more examples of that um within myself and with and within others and so um i think Maybe a quick. Can you give me your rundown of what of what you would define as strength dysmorphia? I'll give mine, and then maybe we could go from there. Uh, so I guess mine would be more along the lines of 
kind of comes down to comparison. Um, we constantly compare ourselves to, well, being in powerlifting to other powerlifters, you know, people lighter than me are lifting more. So you don't feel like you're strong or just being say myself in the 165 class where competition is insane at this point, you know, I'm not pulling anything over 400 pounds or squatting anything over that. So I feel like I'm not strong, but comparing to like the rest of the world, what we do, we are strong. So it's, it's trying to recognize that you are strong for yourself and to not compare yourself to other lifters. Um, I guess that that's how I would kind of look at it. Yeah, I, I think that's correct. I think for me, it's about the same. I, I even caught myself, um, you know, this morning when I was talking to you, I caught myself strength, like comparing myself, like strength comparing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were talking and I told you how it's like, I don't, I don't want to wait until I'm in sub master or master's class to be able to like be competitive. Uh, I, right. you know, it's like, that's, it's kind of, it kind of like, it kind of sucks. Like for someone to think like, wow, I have to wait until I'm older. Like, cause like we, we see prime as the open division, you know, 24 to 34. I think, yeah. I think sub master starts at 35. Yeah or 36 it's one of those two but either way like that's the prime and that's where like those are the best records those are the most elite um and and if you don't you know you don't hold any of those it's just kind of like oh that's cool yeah you know it's also like you're seeing all these younger lifters like younger like early 20s coming up and blowing these records out of the water and it's like you know i am 29 and oh shit two days and you're 30 now, I believe, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, well, I didn't, wasn't even into powerlifting back then or just lifting in general. Um, so it kind of makes you feel like I may as well just go, go kind of like fuck myself, I guess. Yeah. Like, it, what are my chances? Like, fucking, like, I don't know how old like Jamal Barner is. Like, I'm going to kind of want to see if I can find it. Uh, Browner, Jamal Browner. Sorry. The guy, he, no, he pulled, what was it? Nine, I think it was 971. Nine, thank you. Nine, seven, you're right. 971. He pulled the thousand with straps at Pinnacle. Yeah. When he, they were doing their little fun thing. And um, it's like. I think yeah. he's quite young. Yeah. Maybe like 24, 25. 25 years old. This motherfucker, yeah. 25 years old. And, <laughs> you know, and, and by the way, just looking, looking that up, like, well, having to look up his name, my ex's name had to get brought up right underneath his in my context. Like that's, I was like, God damn it. Well, it's interesting. Cause like, even just his age makes me think of my ex and who is 25. He'll be turning yeah. 26 in May. And it's like, he's a fucking he, monster. He's a monster and he is. I still tell him you are so much stronger than you think you are. But like he squatted, I think like seven, seven Oh five a couple days ago. He's like, Oh, that's, that's not strong. I'm like, you do realize that's like 160 pounds less than what my total currently is. 
Yeah, you like, literally squat my fucking total, you monster. And it's like, yeah, and your, your ex is a, you know, is is a equipped single, uh, single player, multiply, uh, multiply lifter. But he is has been training raw quite a bit now. Yeah, um, I his mean, intentions are to compete raw. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like when he competes raw, he's gonna fucking blow everyone out of the water. Because mm-hmm. He's also dropped twenty-ish pounds. Yeah, I know. I've seen him. He like it's uh-huh. kind of it's weird. Uh, and he shaved, which I'm pretty sure lost another ten pounds there. So, um, you know, yeah, it's, I'm just, I'm just it bugs me. I'm like, you need you need to shut up and just really look at the fact that you are you're strong. Yeah. But it's like he has that dysmorphia, right? Yeah. And that's the perfect example. Yeah, because he for you know, for the weight class he was competing in and for a multiplier lifters, like they are squatting, you know, over a thousand pounds with multiply suits, you know, at least at his his weight, you know. Um Yeah, well, when he was around like two seventy five, two eighty, I believe, uh, in November, he did take close to 1200 or 11 I think it was 1100 um and the depth calls like he was right there but it just wasn't obviously he missed he missed depth um so he got red lighted but like it moved so fast yeah I I think I I remember I mean I remember like seeing the video like yeah he missed depth like he was at parallel yeah he paused that shit yeah he, he did like he paused it when he could have, you know, and think, you know, like it's just one of those things. It's, I know his suits, it's hard to really feel, and that's why they need someone to call it. But it moved. Yeah. It's like he went to parallel. He only needed like a quarter of an inch more, but then mm-hmm. I think it shot up. So it's like, yeah, if, de- if depth was there, like it, it wouldn't have, it, 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 they were all jokes. Like all of the weight moved consistently. Yeah. Um, he could have taken, oh, I wish I could remember. He, he could have taken a lot more and it would have moved. Yeah, just yeah, as well. Exactly. And but and so that's and that's the example. It's like he's 25 and he can squat, you know, he can move a thousand pounds with his suit and can hit seven to eight, you know, seven hundred plus raw, which is what Jamal does. Jamal yeah. squats in the seven hundreds. Um and so does Bridgeford, like, you know, when he's like peaked as fuck, squats in the sevens. So it's like you're right up there. With like yeah. some of the best in the world. Yeah, no, he will be like for raw. He, he will be in the best in the world, like for sure. Like he'll he'll put up a gnarly total, you know. But to not be able to see that is like that is the definition of what I would say strength dysmorphia is. It's like you you can even look at the other people that are putting those numbers up, say in your weight class, and you still look at like you're not as good as that, or you you are not strong. Yeah. And somebody from the outside, like myself, I look at that and like, you're fucking crazy. Like, do you not see what you can do or what you're capable of? Yeah. And it's, and it's hard because comparison is a bitch, but comparison is also how we measure. Obviously, yes. You know? And it's like, you know, if he, you know, if, um, you know, if Alex is comparing himself to. Um, well, he compares himself to Dave Poff, which is like. Thank a, you. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave like no Poff. comparison. <laughs> Yeah, and like, of course, he's not gonna feel. He's gonna feel that. And I compare myself to you know the other people in my weight class mm-hmm. and the next weight class above. That's where I eventually like to fill, which is mm-hmm. you know um, Bridgeford and I mean Jamal cut to a hundred kilo. Like he like that guy like 
that's why he broke Yuri's record is he cut to uh, like 215 to do that knee. And that's eventually I like to be hitting, I like to be sitting around 210, you Mm -hmm. know, in that that range. So it's like, you know, fuck, you want to, it's like, if you want to do well, like truly like do well and like have that recognition, like that's what you have to hit. And and so on the outside people are like, well, yeah, that's, that's strong. But you're like, yeah, but I want to compete. So like just being strong in this sport, it doesn't cut it. Like there's no participation medals, you know? No. And like, fuck for myself. Like who do I have in 165? Like Randy Taylor. Like there's just no comparison. Um, We've got a couple up here in Canada that squat around five, deadlift around five and up and bench like over two. And it's just like, I'm catching up to the bench, but like, you know, I haven't even hit that 400 pound deadlift yet. And like, it's there, it's coming. And that's the thing. And that's the thing with you. And I, and I bet you Chris sees it. And I bet if I were to like sit down and talk with him, this is something that we would agree is that your bench bench, for all lifters, but I think especially in the female lifter class, um, is what separates the higher elites. Um, I would agree with that. And you, and your bench is it, like your squat and your deadlift will catch up. Like you yeah. got, you got, you have thick tree trunks. You have a big, you know, your back will grow. You have good bracing. Like that will come. Bench is slow. Like my bench is so slow to build compared mm-hmm. to, I mean, my buddy Alex, who he had a bulk to be able to compete in the 83 class on his last meet in February. Right. He sits in the like lower 170s. His third attempt on his last meet was 303. Like it's a great bench, but I, quite, right. I, I take him on the squat and the deadlift, mm-hmm. but, um, but he has a gnarly bench and like my bench is just so slow um, to grow. And it's, it's, it's fucking annoying. Um, but you have that. And so knowing that squat and deadlift will catch up, but the fact that you're already almost catching on the bench and it will continue to grow um, just because it, it kind of seems to naturally do that for you, that's going to put you in a position better than most, you know, because it, it's great if you can, you know, you, you, you know, you pull, let's say the squat five and they pull five, but if you're still stuck at, you know, 200 pounds or 100 kilos for your for your bench, you're still mm-hmm. going to be stuck at that, you know, that 1200 mark. Um, so that I think that's where it's really going to separate for you as you progress. And I think, you know, I think Bridgeford sees that also. Um, he doesn't say much, but <laughs> he never I like to th- I like to I like to think he has faith in me. He does. <laughs> he doesn't think I'm a horrible lifter. <laughs> No. I'm very disciplined, I will say that. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sure. And, and, and he lo- I know he loves that. I mean, Chris is a workhorse. Like, he's yeah. known for being someone who's disciplined and who works. And I've seen him constantly. He respects anybody who works. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and the same thing with Scott. You know, Scott doesn't just – really doesn't give me praises – you know, but, you know, I tell people like, that's not really, you're not going to get any of the best coaches. I really like, uh, aren't going to give you like, you know, the, you, know, you ever remember like work, if you ever work with kids, it's the, the sandwich criticism, yeah. you know, it's a good thing. 
and then what you then the, the criticism and then uh, and with another good thing to kind of like the sandwich to like have them yeah. take it but there's none of that you know it's just no you can't constantly give praise for one and you don't want to give too much praise at the same time yeah um like for someone like myself just to know that like uh i made like a certain lift made you happy that's cool but i don't i'd rather hear the criticism so i know how to make it better because yeah. it's never you know we're our own worst critics but and it's like it's never going to be good enough so tell me like what was bad over what was good yeah yeah and you know it is good to hear both you know because it, it, it doesn't make when you do get something like i did have a good squat session a few weeks ago and Scott was like, he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, you're trying to make my, he's having a bad day. He's like, you're trying to make my day better. Those squats can make my day better for like one hot second. And I was like, oh, the nicest thing he's ever said to me. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it does make you better, but that's just kind of the, you know, the sport, like you want to be stronger. You want to get better. You want to improve and just doing it more doesn't help you don't you can't just do more more like more it doesn't mean better you have to do it better every time to get more out of it um, yeah just because you had a good session doesn't mean there's something within that session that you cannot work on and you should be going into every session taking something from your previous session and trying to improve on that yeah exactly and that momentum is what builds. Like that's how you get. I mean, yeah, the momentum. That's how you you know you can stay in that groove of let me take this and let me do that again. That was good. Let me take this. Let me work on that and adjust it because last time you know it was out of place. So now let me take the good and let me fix what was you know that needed to be adjusted to make it better. Yeah. Um, and then you know that and that brings it back. That's kind of where we get our our strength dysmorphia because it's hard for it to ever be enough when you know you can do better. Exactly. And, and that's also a big thing is like knowing that you are capable of more. There's so many people, lifters out there that don't really understand where their potential is because they're just constantly beating themselves up. Take a second and really think about the progress that you've made and think about if you keep following that line, where you'll be in two, four, six years. Yeah, and and it is, and like that is important, you know. And again, and, but then the dichotomy is like, I mean, I want to be lifting for the rest of my life. I do, and mm -hmm. I always want to be able to go to the gym. I always want to be strong, but if I want to make something out of lifting, can't wait six years. No, <laughs> I think I want to be six years to finally get i mean if that's what i mean obviously this is what it takes i'm going to keep lifting and it'll happen but it's hard to not want that you know right now yeah or just sooner like while you're young younger yeah. you know and i know that's relative and there's some people who are 40 but like yeah i don't give like but but it's like yeah i want like you want to be you want to be in your prime you want to be like you know that's that's who people remember on that you know of course you you want to achieve specific things before you reach a certain age and like there is i don't want to say there is a timeline 
on the sport, but with the way the classes are, there, there kind of is. Like you have this much time in the open before your submaster and then master. So it's like, how much do you want to achieve in the open class? Yeah, because those are higher numbers. Once you get a submaster, yes. the master is the lower. Now, is it really cool if you could be a submaster or master pulling open numbers? Yeah, that would mm -hmm. be super cool. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That's, you know, you, you want to enjoy, like, what, when we're young or in the prime, in the open, like, when you can, you, you know, your body's at its prime, or you're not physiologically on the, you know, on the elderly death, like, and it, it sounds bad, but on it's On the elderly downfall. Yeah, the downfall. <laughs> well, it's, you, your body grows at a certain point, and then as you start to age, like, it go, like, you can stay getting stronger, like, I know we know there were, you know, there are tons of examples of it, I'm not saying there's not, but that's, that's why they call it a prime, that's why it's open, that's why there's different, you know, divisions, so there are Absolutely. anomalies, but those anomalies. You know. It's also very different for men and women as well. Yeah. Um, I keep getting told all the time. I remember when Chris and I first started talking, you know, I told my age, I'm like, I'm old. Like you are in your prime. And so like, I understand that. But at the same time, it, it's hard to wrap your head around that when there are women younger than you smoking you on the platform it's like well am I really in my prime like what am I capable of as I get older but yeah. when you go down to like a biological standpoint and a hormonal standpoint yeah I am at my prime and I I should be able to make the most progress at this time yeah but we also can't help it like but if I was 24 where I'm at now and then exactly and hit my prime I would be doing better Yes. Like, like, we have, you know, I think everyone has these thoughts. And people try to spiritually appropriate is the term I, I've heard. And what that is, is like anyone who's like, just use positive mindset or just, not that that's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah, I'm not saying no, that. But you also have to be realistic. Yeah. Like, you know, I just think sometimes like it's, not everything can be all like here in LA. You hear a lot of like girls like, oh my God, love and light, love and light, positive vibes only. No, bitch, not everything is like that. <laughs> like not everything is like that. Everything uh, is live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. No, <laughs> it's, it's, that's an imbalance. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very fake. Like I, one of the, one of the best things that I've, that I've read, I kind of had, I had read, um, actually in the book that I'm reading now, the writer comments on that mm -hmm. and, and says that, you know, that, that love and light is, a, is, a, is only half of an equation. You still, you need kind of the shadows of things also. Like you need yeah. the yin and yang and it's just as damaging to always try to be like, I'm always positive and you never acknowledge kind of the sh those shadows and those dark sides of things because they have value too and they can coexist they like they can coexist it's actually essential for them to coexist like that's kind of the whole point of like a yin and a yang you need both of those yeah it's just because you might be a positive person doesn't mean you feel negative feelings or, ne or you have don't have negative thoughts yeah you need to feel those things you do and it's really only our connotations 
of them that can become hurt, harmful. Mm -hmm. You can take a negative thing and, expect, and accept it and respect it and learn from it. Mm -hmm. You will get something out of it. Hence, again, like mm -hmm. that's, you know, a yin and a yang diagram. You have a little white circle within the yang and the black, and you have a little black within that little like white circle. So there is, and they're stacked and they're polarized. So it's like you do have that, that balance within them. Right. And I think it's important that people just try to avoid it so much because it's hard and it is, you know, like I'm stuck by myself all day now because I'm yeah. all, I don't go anywhere. And, you know, um, and I have to sit with myself a lot, which I don't like unless I'm training or I'm, you know, chatting with a friend. Like it's, you know, it's rough. And that's one thing I have been trying uh, to remember is that like it's, is the those hard things don't have to be bad no and i think we went a little backwards uh with all of the mental health awareness and how that has grown so much it, it's like now you're shamed for having a negative thought or feeling sad yeah or when these are these are human emotions and human feelings yeah and again, like, and they have value. It's just what we do with them. Exactly. You can take, a neg you can take that comparison because that will drive you. Like, I mm -hmm. want to be stronger and be better. So therefore, I will compare myself to Chris. But um, the one thing I like, and, and here's me, like me practicing a little bit of like of self-appreciation. One thing I do feel that I do well is I'm not envious of people's success in the sense that I, that I wish that I had it and they didn't. I've never been that way. Ever since I was a kid, right. anyone who succeeds, I'm very happy for it. It actually excites me. Seeing somebody succeeds makes me feel like I can succeed. If I Absolutely. see Chris do it, I see you do it, that means like those people are people like me. I can also do that. Yeah. I don't have the scarcity mentality around it where I wish I did it and they did it. You know, I've never had that. And so when I have comparison with someone, like, you know, sometimes it is hard. I've never, it's never, it's never filled me with dread or filled me with maliciousness because I would never take it away from them. Like I, I support and celebrate those people and what they do. Right. Um, I just also really want to have it. <laughs> also of sit there. Um, so I do feel like I've always done that well. I've never been envious to the point where I covet another person's success. I celebrate it, but I want to learn from it. Yes. Um, I, I think that's, that's actually one of the things that we don't see a lot of. Um, and this can also go into a completely other topic that we could discuss. It, but it's like people not being proud of other people's success. Um, the strength community, powerlifting has seen a bit of a shift lately um, where there's a lot of toxicity and bullying. Yeah, we know about that, don't we? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Personally, very much so. Um, you see it all the time and like it, it's, it's, it's really sad to see because I mean, when I got into it in 15, 16, it was, of course there was like, a divide a little bit, uh, particularly here with like people in different federations, but at the same time, everybody worked together. We were all lifting and it, it, it didn't matter who you were. 
Um, and now with social media, it's just, I don't know when it all happened and when it all changed, but it, it's like this, this bullying and this picking at people online has become a normal thing. Yeah, and it's just super sad to watch how, you know, and I, like as a guy, I get it a lot. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, like if, if someone else, if I don't have that big of a total, I'm not as strong as somebody else, they feel like it's safe to talk shit. But if I was Chris, nobody's going to say shit. Nobody's saying thing. No. You know, but it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen anywhere. It shouldn't matter how, how strong or, and I don't even want to use the term weak at all, but because like, yeah. we're all at different levels. Like it, I just don't think it's precedent in any way. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, and it's, it's rude. It's like how, you know, and I've seen Chris call people out on this. Um, yep. When he's been like, how dare you use your, your, your position, your total as leverage against somebody else who's not at your level when there's definitely people stronger than you, mm-hmm. you know, and like we all are at in the same spot at different levels. Yes. Yeah. Really we're at the same spot, you know, unless you're at the top of the food chain, you know, you don't have it. Like we, we but are the best of the best are also aren't running their mouths. That's yeah. where it differentiates too. Yeah, yeah, that that is the biggest thing. No one, no one, you never hear Dan Green talk shit to anybody, anybody. And like, obviously, as Chris is my coach, I look up to him a lot. And I've expressed to him how much I appreciate how opinionated he is, but he's not an asshole about it. Um, Because there's a lot of assholes that like to just run their mouth. And Chris has a very good head on his shoulders and I'm very proud that he is my coach. Um, he's had my back in a couple situations and to say that I have somebody like that behind me who is like, I would consider Chris like top tier. Like yeah. that makes me feel good as an athlete. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels, you just feel backed up. You know, yeah. you feel like you have, like you said, it's kind of, it's validating. You have someone on the upper tiers be like, no, you're doing okay. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think we need that, especially with the strength dysmorphia that we all have, the comparison that we have. It's important for anybody. Um, if you're on the top of the food chain, I think it, it's, you know, it's helpful for people to have that help. I agree. It's like when I reached out to him, it was, I was afraid to reach out to him because it was like, you work with some of these amazing lifters and I'm just a nobody. I'm like a mediocre lifter from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Like who the fuck am I? You're not going to want to work with someone. And he has been nothing but amazing. And I feel like I'm a part of that team. Yeah, you You are. Like getting to know Ranson better and like Ranson's a, a monster. Yeah, and but he's like, like they're, all, they're just normal people. Yeah, he's he's literally that I I literally will call him and his wife, and his wife's like, I put peanut butter in his beard, and then he crushed cereal on my head. <laughs> That's a true thing. That really happened. Like that, is, that is, it's adorable, um, but it's true. And I think you know, like we like people need to do do better. And I think there's even like some of those upper. Well, maybe they don't say they maybe they don't say anything negative, but they won't do that because like, well, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. No one patted me on the back. 
And so therefore they want to repeat that cycle. It's like, well, okay, like that's a bummer, but you would have liked to if it, like yeah. you can support people without taking away the lessons that they can like that you want to impart. Absolutely. You, know, you can you can you can tell someone like, hey, you're doing the right things. That's why I started the show. I wanted to talk to people who who are on this upper level and then have them share when they weren't. Like I was at this spot too. Mm -hmm. I got here, but this is what it was like. This is what I, you know, this is where I was. And I was there too. And that equalizes people. Yeah. Um, and again, to, to share what, you know, what I, what I see, like if someone can get there, I know I can too. I just have to find my way there. Exactly. And we all have to do it differently. We're all going to go through our own cycles. You know, you can't do what Chris has done to get where he has. You're going to have to do what you need to do. You're, we're all individuals in the sport, but we should all be a community as well. It is. And so there, and that's, it's the beauty of it. You know, you know, there are going to be parallels. There are going to be similarities, but yeah, exactly. We're all going to have to squat differently. We're all going to have to, you know, learn how to, you know, um, perform at meets differently. And that's the beauty of all sports is that no person can play any sport or express any skill the same. Um, you know, and it's just about who can get there. And of course, there's some people who are going to have an easier time. Mm -hmm. Maybe not easier. That's not true. Everyone has a hard time, you know, but their situation is different. Like with Jamal, who's a monster. Like he didn't just pull out of nowhere. That guy has, I mean, I, I haven't spoke to him directly, but I bet you he's been lifting since he was in high school. Um, it's the same thing with my friend Angelo from Two White Lights. He right. is a you know full natty awesome lifter who has been lifting since he was 14 years old mm -hmm. and he you know went to the usapl nationals and he pulled you know seven you know um 750 for the world record in that weight class right and he's just and just a strong motherfucker just because he has that time you know and he's also 25 so you know people we're quick to see, see those monsters, but it's like, they, they, they have their own stuff. Yeah. Right? It's like their, their story is going to be completely different than yours. Yeah. Um, they are at a spot that we want to be at the age mm -hmm. we'd like to be, but you know, we weren't doing what they were doing when we were 16, 17. No. And it's like, whether they were lifting or they were, have been an athlete their entire life playing multiple sports, like, just look at Dan Bell. He's played sports pretty much his entire life. Yeah. And he's got all-time world records. Like, yeah. I didn't play sports growing up. I yeah. was a band geek. I played the drums for <laughs> a long time. Oh, you were a little drummer. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was that's percussion. <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> it explains so much. Um <laughs> But, like, I didn't have any athletic backing. You know, I played, like, hockey with my cousins, and um, I did a lot of, like, farming, uh, rodeo roping, and but that doesn't really hard. carry much over. That shit is fucking hard, though. All yes. of that. Percussion is hard. I've tried. Any type of rodeo and farm work is hard. Like, hockey is hard. Like, you know, they're all hard. It's 
I'd say the only thing I have personally is I was always raised to be the hardest worker in the room. And that's your. I will always work no matter what. You put a challenge ahead of me. I want to do it because I, I, I want to work. I want to be working hard. If I don't feel like I'm working hard, it's not enough. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very similar, but I'm, I'm selective. Like I will not work on something that I don't like. If it's something that I believe in, something that I want very badly, something that I'm obsessed about, then I will be OCD about it. And I will learn everything there is. I will, oh, I, all the books. If, I it's, if you're not, if there's no passion behind it, then you shouldn't be doing it anyways. I yeah. believe that, that that just becomes a waste of time. Yeah. Well, for you know, me, and time, and time is very valuable. Yeah, for me, it was always hard because I would, my mom would always get on me at school because if there was something that wasn't interesting me, I wouldn't try that hard. And they're like, she's like, well, you, you like try hard at everything. And I'm like, I don't have the mental capacity for it. Some people can do that. No. Some people can just be workhorses at anything they do, whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. I don't. If I'm passionate about something, no one will outwork me. But if I'm not interested in something like, like that's a very precious energy that resource yeah. of work ethic is a finite resource um and if you try expending it on something that is worth nothing to you i mean really what are you going to get out of it you're not going to yeah it's like he will say you know the oh it's a habit you know it's like do everything well and like this you know the old saying that success is a habit and it and that's not untrue it is there are those things, but it also is delegation. Mm-hmm. Does this get me closer to my goals? Does it make me happy? Does it matter to me? You know, all these things that you can't give up. You just can't like do that just with everything blindly. No, it, it's like choose choose your passions widely, wisely. Really, it's it's like do you want to put yourself into multiple things and expend that energy into little things that might not matter to you that might not benefit the bigger picture? Or are you going to dive into something that really matters to you that is actually going to benefit you in other aspects of life, like lifting and training, goal setting. These all go together with what we do in powerlifting and those expel into other areas of our lives. Exactly. And I think it's important because it's it is the okay, kind of the the template for those other areas of our lives. You know, right. for me, like if I'm feel that I'm progressing in my training and my lifting, it makes me feel better about myself and I feel I can take that same progress, that same momentum, and then just apply it to whatever else I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm not doing well in training, uh, it definitely makes it harder for me yeah, and it, it's like vice versa too if other shit outside of training is going crap then it like you may have a crappy training day too yeah yeah and so you know and, and those are that's why it's very interrelated those are very it's a very internal those are internal things like that mm-hmm. movement meditation that we i think a lot of us impart into lifting which really carries it beyond lifting in any sport, any athlete who really cares about the sport they do, it's a type of art form. It just happens to be oh, yeah. a physical art form. But I feel that we get the same intrinsic benefit that any artist gets from creating, whether it's 
are, you know, painting, writing, sculpting, whatever the fuck it is. Like this We're is all trying to perfect something. Yeah. It's a craft. It's our craft. Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, in, in the way that's where our strength dysmorphia kind of comes in, like in that yeah. sense. We want our craft to do well. And it's the same, and artists are the same. And actually, now I think about it, that's probably the same trait. Artists are extremely mm-hmm. critical on themselves, like mm-hmm. sometimes to an unhealthy degree. And, and I think that's, that's just it. It's, if you want to be good at something, it has to become past an activity. It becomes a craft. And, the, you know, something that's a hobby and then something that's a craft are very different things. Yeah, and we, we can absolutely be the downfall of our own craft as well. Like Greg Panora posted something a few days ago um, around analyzing your own lifts. Now, I definitely think we should be analyzing our own lifts. I record all my stuff and I break it apart. However, we are definitely our own worst enemy in that sense. And we can be detrimental to our own selves and our own progress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I, I'm the same because like when I'm looking at like my squat, I always have a hip shift to my fucking left, which always mm-hmm. is my, my, and I, and again, this is good because I know this, this goes to prove, prove the point. Like my left hip sits higher than my right because right. I'm left side dominant. And therefore when you have a hiked up hip, it externally rotates your opposite um, femur as a compensation. Therefore, I lean to my left when I squat and I have extra knee valgus on my right leg because of that. And it drives me batty because it's not lined up. The structure, like I watch myself squat, I'm, it makes me sick, kind of. Oh, I get it. (laughs) I I have a very similar issue where I'm hiked up on the right side. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, I've seen it. No, I like it's it's actually most prominent in my bench where my hips on the bench don't sit. They're not even. Um and I've been working on fixing it. I'm sure mine isn't either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Trying we just rip ourselves apart for that stuff. We do. Or like my my right elbow and squat flares out more than my left. I can keep my left locked down. But my right elbow on my squat will just like fucking flares all over the place. And I hate it. It's like this chicken wing. I could have a great squat, but I'll see that like right like elbow just like flare up a little bit and it's not lined yeah. up with the left. And I'm just oh my god. I and it's it. these these things that though they're not little and they should be like we should be putting work in to correct them we're all going to have little deficiencies and like, we're not all perfect, right? We're not put together perfectly. And if we're constantly, it's very annoying, but if we're constantly criticizing ourselves for those little things and we're, we're putting all the emphasis on those little things, we're just going to hold ourselves back as a whole. Yeah. Because at the end, and it's true. And at the end of the day, like you have to, you can get around those things. Yeah, like it's nothing, important to do the correctives, absolutely. Yeah, and nothing is ever fully symmetrical. Like, oh my God, like me pulling yesterday because I had to pull mix because I don't have any chalk right now. Right. It's so slippery. So I, had to pull, I haven't pulled mix fucking probably year and a half. Mm-hmm. I've had to do that. It was gross. Like my, my shoulders all internally rotated. I'm all twisted. I'm like, why do people do this on purpose? 
like it, just, it, it feels so wrong it's so asymmetrical yeah like what like like i love i realized how much i love symmetry like i love like fucking uh art deco like gothic deco architecture because everything is symmetrical and i realized mm -hmm. how much i love that like just watching one shoulder just be forward more than the other i was like <laughs> 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 A visceral Make it stock, please. Ugh. It's like having fingers down my throat, not in the fun way. So, ugh. no, <laughs> I can't. I just can't. You know, but it makes us better. Like, and again, yeah. I think it, it comes down to it's a balance. You have something to drive you to get better, um, but then it can also hold you back. So, you know, I think that's the, you kind of bring back what, when we were texting the other night about, you know, you want to, you want to love more, but care less. Love your craft. Legitimately just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like love yeah. your craft, but don't care so much yep. that it holds you back. Yep. Exactly. There has to be some let go to let things like, you know. Happen. Happen grow really yeah you know putting too much emphasis on caring about like let's just say those imbalances and and again they are important to work on but if that's all you're focusing on you again you're just going to hold yourself back from it making any sort of forward movement in what the bigger picture is yeah and that's just part of it self self sabotage some Absolutely. of it is not something we do on purpose or like consciously like i want to self-sabotage myself it's no we're all just very we all seem to be very good at like self-sabotage and and degrading ourselves because it's easier if we do it first than if someone else does it this is true that's really what it is if we do it first then no one can take that like yeah i call i call it out i'm weak and i'm imbalanced mm -hmm. y'all can shut the fuck up so then no one can say shit to you it's true. That, like, I mean, they can, but it's like. I already know that. Thanks. It's like, uh, you know, it's like in, it's like in the Eight Mile movie. Like, that's how he won. He like took everything that they were gonna make fun of him for, and then he said it first, and then mm -hmm. told them what, like, who give, like, what, you know. And so there's power in that. Yep. So you know, it there is owning that, but then again, we can, you know, shoot yourself in the cheek also with that. Uh, mm -hmm. And then it's it's balance. All it's comes down to the cycle. Balance. Like it is a vicious cycle at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, but it can be good. Like again, it's it's just what we attribute to it. Like that, it can yeah. be something that helps propel us and drive us. Mm -hmm. And it can be something to hold us back. And it's just knowing when to, you know, when to hold on, when to release. Right. And because those feelings are never bad. Being, you know, wanting to fix those imbalances are not bad. No. Nope. It's it's when we take it too far. That's right. So uh, I think I think with you know, that's the thing about strength dysmorphia that I think is you know, when we talk about it, it's like it's I don't see that as I don't see it as a negative thing. No. But I do see how it could be. It can, I can see how it can grow to be negative 
or it could grow to be positive. You know, it's just depending on what's like, which, which part of the animal you want to feed. That's right. How, how you want to use it. Yeah. Do, do you want to use it to push you to grow, um, to push you to be better? Or are you going to allow it to keep you in the spot of not feeling like you're capable of anything other than what you're doing right now? Yeah. You know, and I think that's, you know, it's important, especially for everyone now who is stuck no actual gyms, no meets coming up, coming up. Like we still need to try to be active and train the best way we yeah. can. But of course it's not going to be the same as heavy weight because heavy weight is its own stimulus. Like mm-hmm. you can do variations and you can do stuff that will be challenging and like you'll maintain some, you know, or maybe build some new skill from it, but like, it's not going to take the place from heavy weight. No. Um, but you still need to do something. Or also just like ha- not having, like just not having a meet on the horizon. Like me having my meet canceled and then the probability that there won't be another meet for the rest of the year fucking yeah. sucks. I look forward to meets so much. Like just even going to ones I'm not even in. Like they recharge me. They give me like yeah. energy. They make me feel good. A lot of positivity to see people do that. And the idea that we might, I might not be able to go to one or, in, or have one to look forward to for myself for the rest of the year has been really hard, honestly. Yeah, I, mean, I had nothing lined up. I mean, I didn't know when I was going to compete, but that like I had athletes competing and it's just, it's really sad to not have that to look forward to. It's basically like the year is canceled at this point And that's a very strange feeling because, yeah. you know, you, you go to meet whether you're competing or you're coaching you always hear there's going to be another meet. There's always another meet. And like right now, well, there, there isn't. Yeah, exactly. There's not. And therefore it's, it kind of goes with what we're talking about when you're like, Oh, let's plan down the road. You know, what's you want to, you want to plan for the long term and like how long, but you know, also shit can get fucking canceled. Yep. So it's like, yes, plan for the long term, but also you also kind of have to fucking Go as hard as you can now to mm-hmm. a degree within reason because you don't know when the fu- your fucking whole year is going to be canceled again. Like this, right. I think what we're going through worldwide is, is a new thing. That's never happened. That hasn't happened. Not anybody. in our lifetime. That's for sure. No, it hasn't like, you know, um, and it will change. You know, no one's going to be the same after all no. this. Um, and honestly, I hope not. I really yeah, hope no, not. I, I, I hope think for better. some people up and changes things for the better. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it will, it will hold some traumas and some scars for some people. Um, yeah. But I do think everyone is going to, everyone's going to be more appreciative of hugs, going to the gym, lifting with your friends, going to a meet, having a meet. Yeah. Um, your health in general. And um, I think, yeah, it, it, things will change. Um, and, and you just, you have to take what you can. Yeah. You know, and at the, the best you can, again, within reason, you know, and again, the balance of both plan for the long term, think about that, but also know that that's not always promised. But you exactly. have to do the best you can today. Things can change within the hour, right? Yeah. So just always be prepared for 
Well, that basically, like nothing, again, like you said, nothing is promised. Um, tomorrow might not come. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, so knowing that, you know what, there isn't always another training session, like that is good. That's true. But also yeah. maybe not. So just do your best. If you've done exactly. your best, then cool. There will be another training session to do better. Yes. Yeah. And then it's even like, if there isn't, then maybe you can rest knowing that you did your best up to that point. I think that's very important. You know, you might have a shitty lift, like maybe your squats didn't go very well. Then try and do something that is going to change your mindset walking out of the gym. You know, always leave the day feeling good about something. So you don't feel like, oh, I should have done better or I didn't do good enough that day. And, and you, you say, tomorrow I'll do better. Well, yeah, but tomorrow might not be there. So be satisfied leaving that gym, leaving your training session every single day. Yeah, somehow. You know, somehow. And even, if you're, even if you're pissed, even if it still didn't go well, I mean, yeah, try to be satisfied with the fact that you tried to. Like, it didn't, yeah. no matter what I did, it didn't go well, but fuck i mean i did I mean, fuck, i did what i could wasn't for neglect you know no. it was just you know again it's it's a hard it's a hard balance like you will have both you know um i think that's that's one of the kind of the biggest lessons i think that everybody is learning is that nothing is ever going to be so simple no you know every like everything will be a, a complexity of both you know dark and good things yeah um and both are respectable and both are needed but it's just going to be how you how you greet them how you feed them really yeah it'll be very interesting so i'm excited for when everything kind of sees some normalcy but it's pretty hard to think about right now yeah well because it's we don't know when we have no idea what's going to happen. It, it feels yeah. like it's been the longest damn month, but really it's only been half of March. Yeah. Um, and you just got to make the best of every day right now. You know, be thankful that we have communication like this so you can yeah. talk with people. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, when we can finally touch other people, <laughs> there will be a lot of hugs for sure. Yeah, there will be so many hugs. So, I so, so many hugs. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, we just we hope for the best. And really, we are fortunate you know, that we do have the communications, we have internet, we have stories, we have entertainment to mm -hmm. honestly help us get through all this. We're mm -hmm. not locked in a medical room, actually quarantined with nurses who come in, like, in, like, surgical garb. Like, no, that's... You know. We're very lucky with what we have, you know. Yeah. So it's it's tough and it's scary for everybody right now, but like that is definitely a blessing that we still have each other. However, we just don't have that physical connection right now. Yeah. And it's just right now. This isn't going to be forever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is just right now. It isn't forever. It just mm -hmm. feels, especially in our culture of instant gratification, and we can't yeah. just instant make a vaccine it takes time people are really gonna have to learn patience right now that's for sure yeah so yeah it's a it's a cultural shock mm -hmm. you know i think 
for us in strength sports, that is one thing that we are graced to have out of our sport is nothing comes instant. Strength takes no. time. Exactly. Like it just, it just does. Like, so I, I do feel that we just by the nature of our sport and the style of training and what we go into, we know that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, I think that's a powerful mindset. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just to be able to like, you, you know, things will come not tomorrow, but they will come and they will change. Yeah. So, and like you said, like you said earlier, just do what you can be thankful. You can yeah. do push-ups and air squats. And if you're lucky enough to have some type of equipment to use, like, you know, come out of it. Like I'm, like I told myself I would train every day and I'm going to, cause mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really need to take these off. Like I'm sleeping as much as I possibly want. I can, eat. Right. I can get like, I can do that. Like I'm just, I am resting more and I don't really have other than like this, some of the online schoolwork that I have, I don't have any other stressors. So like, and I'm not going to be able to lift as heavy. Um, at least in my, my deadlifts, I can because I have enough weight for that, but I'm not going to be lifting at the intensity that I would be with normal. So I need to make that pretty up. much go on a daily basis right now. So yeah, like I, I have, I can, I can, I can make up for the lack of intensity through in increasing frequency. Yeah. Um, also because I am, then I, I do have the ability of, of recovery. Again, I can sleep right. and eat as much as I need. So yeah, I mean, that's whether or not that will transfer to a platform at any given time. Fuck. I don't know. But, and that shouldn't even be something that anybody should be worrying about right now. Cause it's like, you have no idea what's going to be happening in regards to meets. Like I think the only meet that we might have up here um, is a meet in November and that we still don't even know about. So, yeah, no, no, we don't. But at the same time, like, I think part of me, like I'm that is what I'm going to think of because it's just, yeah, you're right. It may it's, not be. It's, like, it's a hopeful thought. Yeah. It's like, what I'm, I hope that eventually whenever the, uh, the potential for a platform reemerges that it'll transfer. Yep. It's it's just a whenever when that is, you know. But I do want to be ready for it. Absolutely. If, if it does come this year, or you know, you know, um, you know, the gods forbid, it's not until next year. Then I want to walk. You know, when it is finally able to like be open again, I don't want all this time to have been for naught. You know. Right. Then it's because then it's 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 our craft. We care about like, you know. We care about perfecting it. And right now it's hard to perfect it. It is, but therefore you have to just do what you can to yeah. perfect it as much as you can. And like that's, you know, and if you, there's a will, you find a way, you know, so. We will be okay though. I do know that. I'm very confident about that. So it's just a weird time right now. Things are getting kind of settled, I guess. Yeah, I would say, um, and then life will just, it will kind of be our normal for however long it's going to be that way for. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I agree with you. And, you know, and in that, it's like we said, just, 
it's okay to feel things good and bad they're mm -hmm. both valid they're both just respect them both um but keep them equal yeah i think that's important keeping them equal is is the lesson there i think right now i had a conversation with someone just briefly about you know we're seeing a lot of online at-home workouts which are great sure but i would really like to see more people being vulnerable in this time and just talking about not so much trying to stay positive but also how hard it is because like yeah. i mentioned earlier like i mentioned earlier it's like you're almost shunned for having negative thoughts or for feeling sad or for feeling down but how else are we supposed to fucking feel right now like you're gonna have up days you're gonna have down days and you need to feel those emotions and i think we really need to talk about that because this is something new this is something that most of the people around us have never experienced before and yeah. some people are going to be too afraid to talk about i had a really hard day today maybe i cried all day that's okay yeah, yeah it is like it is okay if there's you know, there's no fucking medal for just being like, I put on a smile all day. Exactly. But it's not. And it's not bad to be like, I felt like shit all day. Yep. And, Yesterday and, was fucking hard for me. I cried. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essay was a fucking bitch for me too. I didn't, I didn't cry, but I, I was sad, you know, like, yep. honestly, I've been, I've been kind of sad every day because I'm, you know, like, I mean, I, I'm thankful I can train and do that kind of stuff, but I'm by myself, you mm -hmm. know, because um, I worry about my dad who's at high risk and I do have to live with him still because he's here for work because his yeah. work is essential. So to cut down any potential extra exposure, like I've, I've cut off You're like, staying home. yeah, I stay home because I still have to live with him and have contact with him um, yeah. because he's, you know, again, it's where he works. So, yeah, it's it, it, it's all I can't, you know, you know, obviously, and then you know, we're told not to see friends and be doing that anyway. But it's like, it's fuck. hard. We're we're human, and we're supposed to interact. Yeah, like it, it's just human nature. Yeah, and, and right, right now we don't have that. Yeah, and I mean, we do the best, you said, best we can with these resources that we're fortunate. We have technology, in. which is great, but like physical connection is yeah, so it's, much. It's different. It's different. Um, so, like you said, we just hope it all comes as soon as it does. Yep. And fuck, we're going to just. You got to take it day by day. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and. You know, hopefully, I mean, I, I know I'm vulnerable with shit, you know, whenever I feel, especially if I'm asked, I know you mm -hmm. are too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we will be, and I think maybe more people will, especially as things kind of settle more yeah. and set in. They'll have to be, because that'll be the only option, because you can only fake a smile for so long. Exactly. You know, <laughs> shit doesn't last. Um, but everyone, I think, is doing very well to rally for each other. I would say so, yeah. Especially since we can't be there in person. I do feel that people are making an extra effort. 
Yeah. Um, you know, um, I mean, that's part of it. You know, it's you want to be strong. Strength dysmorphia isn't just physical. They want to be no, emotionally. absolutely not. Yeah, like, no, I don't want to be seen as a weak person. I don't want to cry. I don't want to be vulnerable. Like, it's, it spans all aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the lesson's the same. You know. No, I would definitely sense. agree with that. So. Um, but we have a lot more that we want to talk about moving forward in other episodes. Yes, and we will. excited for. I am also, and hopefully, you know, we'll get people get some you know get some friends on yeah uh, we'll get chris get joe um get uh paul Paul, uh, come on yeah exactly it'll be fun so you know then we can just use our time to get stronger in all the ways <laughs> that we can so so i'm excited for this again thank you for uh considering me and having me on uh, oh, I mean, considering it was not, not even considering it was not a, it, it was an obvious thing, you know, thank you for doing it. You know, I told, I said it in the intro and I mean, I'll say it again. Like I was at a loss by myself. I was stuck mm-hmm. and yeah, I needed, I needed my friend. That's what do, that's what, you know, to quote a wise man named Wayne, when a friend asks for help, you help him. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a good time. Um, two different perspectives, two different countries. So we got different federations. It's true. We, and we got a and lot. What, to I feel we need that. I really hope going forward, when all this and we are back to stuff, I really mm-hmm. hope that there are more inter-country competitions. I yeah, I would definitely like to see that inter-country. I don't know if that's the proper term, but. You know what I mean? It works. Like, yeah, like I, I would like to see a collaboration, like USPA and I don't know the Canadian. What's a USPA like equivalent in Canada? Oh God, we have a lot of federations up here. What's the biggest uh, like probably, untested federation in Canada? I would probably say CPL, under the okay. IPL. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, that would it'd be that would be cool. Like it'd be cool to, you know, have some like competition because I know that they obviously you know the, the IPL will have the worlds, yeah, and whatnot and ours. But like more beyond that, like it'd be cool to have more intermingled competitions going forward. Oh, I, I agree with that. Cool. You know, so all right, well. I think that I think that was a great first episode. Um, I look forward to it. And you know, next time we we haven't really set like a schedule. We can do that later. We can, we'll figure yeah. out how we want to do that. And um, yeah, I'm 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 finally like excited and looking. I mean, I've always been. I love the show. I love what I created. But like I said, I've been stuck. So now it's like I have something to look forward to with it again. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful. So thank you. Wow, I was I was in a position myself of feeling uninspired for a lot, and I'm very excited for this because I've definitely got my own ideas and that we can throw together. And this is just allowing me to become more inspired. So thank you for giving me the opportunity as well. You're welcome, and happy early birthday! I will tell you happy birthday on your birthday, but I'm gonna <laughs> just do it now anyway. 
Um, oh, by the way, how far are, are you away from your home right now, like your actual home? Uh, only about a 10 minute drive. Yes, I will be checking my mail. I was gonna say, cause you, it should be there by now, by the it way. It should be there by now, yes. No, no, so. I, I know because I, I asked them, like, when will this be there? And okay. the tracking. So it, it should have actually probably got there earlier this week. So I'd like you I will I, be, I will be checking for sure because I'm also expecting a package from Chris uh, soon as well, hopefully. Nice. So, yeah, so that, that should be there. So as long as you get it before your birthday, that'd be awesome. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, I love you. And love you too, dude. I'm excited. And yeah, talk soon. All right. Of course, we'll be, te- we'll be texting right after this. Of course. Yeah, we will. We will. We will. But for the sake <laughs> of the show, for the people listening, there's a you have to have closure. We have to have a sign off. Yeah, you have to have the sign off. So, so thank you, thank you for everyone for listening to the Nerds Who Live podcast. Bye. <laughs> I want to